Hey, hey Josh. <laughs> Stop. Fuck. Why do you always do that to me? I don't do anything. I'm just saying hello. Do you prefer me to not say hello? Uh, there's an order that we do things here. I'm just trying to shake things up, keep it interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Then what are we talking about today? Uh. All right. Then let me be the host again. <laughs> All right, so to my co-host, we are talking about Starting Line. The album is Say It Like You Mean It. That's 2002. Say It Like You Mean It. Uh, say It Like You Mean It. <laughs> uh, so that came out on Drive Thru Records. Uh, that's their debut album. The producer was Mark Trombino, who produced uh, Bleed American, Static Prevails, Dude Ranch, and um, also was in Drive Like Jehu. I think he's my hero. Um, he also owns Donut Friend, and they unionized against him. So, um, oh, but, yeah. damn. <laughs> so, <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> but um, great producing catalog. Uh, there's a lot of other things like uh, Hot Knife. There's there's like so many bands that he's produced, and it's really amazing. But getting to starting line that we're talking I about. I digress. Yes. Um, so this was the debut album of Starting Line. They were originally called Sunday Drive. Um, they got pretty popular on like AOL. As one does. Yeah, as one does in that time. So when was the first time you heard I've known, I've heard, I've been listening to Starting Line for my entire life. Mm, You don't remember a time that you weren't (laughs) listening to Starting Line? I mean, obviously that time was like the year 2000, but... No, I don't. I was trying to remember where I found this band or how I heard about them. And all I could come up with is it must have been on a comp. Okay. I was thinking that the other response would have been that someone left it as their away message on AIM. (laughs) No, this was really, this was like a band that was my band. So Mm, I like, I found them and then I told people about them. All right. And I guess before we get too deep into this, if you're listening to this, which we hope you are, um, are you out there? Yeah. Are you? Out? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, so yeah, normally that, yeah. these episodes that uh, we're doing go up on our Patreon. So, I mean, you won't know yet, but if you like what you're hearing, go to Patreon. Oh no! I forgot this episode was for the general public, and I've just been being a regular idiot. <laughs> this is our general public episode. Dang it! All right, so you will go to patreon.com slash spinningoutpod, and if you like what you hear, there are a lot of other episodes where we do the exact same thing. Literally, we have the exact same conversation. <laughs> we just talk about starting line every single week. <laughs> so if you like starting on starting line a lot, please just go listen to all say of Say that 10 times fast. I can. I can barely say patreon.com slash spinningoutpod. That takes a lot of effort. Well, so getting we're back proud of it. you. I've worked on it. Um, so, there. Uh, I'm trying to like think about this record because I feel like I remember, like I say every time, about any pop punk band we cover. <laughs> I did not like this band. I loved this band. Yeah. This was like a band that the first time I heard them, I was like, oh yeah, this is it. Mm. I think like going back to it and kind of thinking about the other kind of pop punk stuff of this era that we've done, this is a lot better. This album rips. This This album album still rips. Like I have never stopped listening to this record. This like 
like we talked about like newfound glory and i kind of mentioned things about that but like this feels more akin to blink 82 at points like i feel like it has well just in the sense well i feel like it's like it feels more punk than a lot of the other stuff in this time maybe not newfound glory as much but like some of the other things that i'm thinking of that are that are billed as pop punk but like kind of have a little bit more going on in terms of like being kind of more emo bands i feel like this feels more punk and i don't know why i think that this band definitely exists in the same orbit as newfound glory yeah definitely but um okay so getting back to your story with it so you kind of just found this band on your own through yeah, it had to be comp. it had to be a drive through records comp like yeah. that had to be where i found it i was like very into comps i bought all the comps and yeah that has to be where i found them because i don't really know a lot of people who listen to this i mean i know a lot of people listen to this band but not a lot of like my friends listen to this band as far as i know I'm sure, I mean, maybe they did. I don't know everything, Josh. Mm. I know that might be surprising to you. But, um, yeah. I remember listening to this band a lot with Gabby and Kristen, and that's it. Hmm. These are names that come up a lot on our Patreon. Gabby, (laughs) Kristen, and Justin. So, (laughs) take a shot every time you hear one of those names. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't remember having, like, any friends that like this band. I remember this band existing. But none of your friends would have liked this band. Well, some of the older people I knew that liked kind of pop punk like things like this. Like I remember people liking like Finch. I remember people liking like Midtown. Yeah. Wait, what? Like Midtown is that Oh, Midtown. Band? I thought you said Milktown. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, what is that? <laughs> um uh... yeah, I mean Finch was definitely like this is like pure candy mm-hmm. and finch had some like savory aspects i think i'm hungry <laughs> yes we haven't had dinner yet so we're gonna keep referring to starting line or this era as food of some sort um, but you know what i mean like this band is like very polished and like sweet and yeah. finch is like abrasive at times mm. Well, uh, speaking of Finch, this record does uh, have backing vocals by the fing- singer of Finch. I was about to say the finger. <laughs> the singer of Finch. <laughs> uh, so that's a nice note. Um, hmm. But, okay. All right. So I was the one thing with going through this, like, usually we kind of finish the episodes like this, but what was your thought about it like revisiting it it wasn't really revisiting it because i never left it yeah so that's kind of a complicated question so you were saying that you just have continuously listened to this since 2002 yeah (laughs) okay like i know that sounds maybe kind of crazy but i do that yeah I i like very famously will leave the same cd in my car for like an entire year and only listen to that CD. Well, in this case, almost two decades. Well, it's not a CD in my car. Yeah. At this point. Do you still own this CD? Of course I do. Um, it's probably scratched to shit, though. 
Here's my my comment about the record. Yes, Josh. Is that please comment. My only issue with this album is that it is too long. It's too long. It is 47 minutes and it has a solo song and then it has another song. <laughs> um okay. But that doesn't I believe that you have forced me to listen to some over an hour long albums for this little podcast that we do. Yeah, I totally have and I don't I I think it's like it's something about this style of pop punk and it's not I guess it's kind of to the discredit of it. I feel like it's kind of starts feeling kind of samey and then like I think that this would have been in in my opinion this would have been like one of the best pop punk records had it been closer to 40 minutes. So if they cut two songs. If they cut two songs from this <laughs> album they would have been bigger than they already were. And this record, as of 2007, has sold 300,000 copies. So That seems okay to me. Yeah, it's good. I feel good about that. Yeah. Um, I hope they're happy about it. Um, I think that part of your problem is that I can, I can get what you're saying about it sounding kind of samey. And I know that you don't like pay attention to lyrics at all. No. And so like you don't get much from that that like they're great lyricists also. Like I feel like... I feel like, like I could write these songs. Like, I feel like they're so relatable. Well, interesting. Um, Why? So. <laughs> oh, no. What did I do? Okay. So one thing I was looking at. And uh, what? How, how old would you say that Kenny Vas- Vasoli? How, how do you think you pronounce his name? First? Kenny Vasoli. Okay. Kenny Vasoli. Obviously. Um, how old do you think he is now? Just like guess. a couple years older than us. Okay, never mind. I didn't expect that you would get it right off the bat. <laughs> what? Um, okay, so when I was looking it up, like he has his own Wikipedia page, and okay. he is thirty-seven years old. Okay, so a significant amount older than yes, us. Yes, we are only in our we are twenty-two. As, as I am. Yeah, um, I was surprised with that. Why? Because I just didn't expect that he was relatively so young for a band that put out an album in 2002. I think they were all pretty young. Well, like with looking at it, since I didn't know anything about this band, like essentially he graduated high school early so that he could do this band full time. So he was like 18. I would have graduated high school early to do this band too, but nobody asked. (laughs) Well, I was I was surprised. What I'm saying is I was surprised that Did you think that they were older? I thought that they were You thought older. that they were like weird dudes in their twenties writing like kind of teenage songs? That is the textbook. I mean that is the textbook, but I think that's probably why this maybe is like a little bit better. Or maybe it's just me. I don't know. But like maybe it is just simply better because it's like more authentic. Sprocket is having a love affair with this microphone stand. Uh, yeah, so if you're listening to this publicly, uh, we allow our dog to sit in the room when we record these. Or actually, we don't allow her I, yeah, to. I wouldn't say allow is the word. She just does. We can't do anything about it, and she loves to be featured on the episode. So if you hear some extraneous noise, it is our dog laying on the microphone stand or possibly standing right in front of it and breathing heavily <laughs> she loves doing that bit too 
Um, okay, so I what I was saying there, I was just very surprised that they were so young. I think a lot of the people that we know that were in like metalcore bands, I feel like these people around that put out records around the same time, like the Hostfall guys, are like older than that, even. They're like four years older than me. Wait, and they're in their they're in their late twenties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> they just got their driver's licenses. <laughs> um. Yeah, they're like four years older than me, because okay. they went they went to my high school. Hmm. Okay. So we're outing ourselves as old. I um, mean, I think everyone knows, Josh. <laughs> it's not really a secret. No, it's not. Um, I I was just surprised, and also, um, I I guess that you're right though. I think it does make it more. Something about this record feels more sincere it's than like I, genuine. Yes. Yeah. And uh, one funny thing that. I, that was written about it is so Kenny promised not to write a song about his ex <laughs> but ended up writing six songs about his ex <laughs> who did he make that promise to I, I guess his ex <laughs> I guess he told his ex that he wouldn't write oh, songs about oh I guess about... if they like broke up on good terms yeah. kind of and, and then he just wrote six songs so I mean how could you not I mean I, I don't know I mean like but like I was saying the only issue I really have with this record is the length like I, I, I you know, just, you I could actually just like turn it off before the last two songs. Well, that last song, or that's why I keep saying, "Drama Summer" isn't a bad song. No, I just don't want a song after it. Okay, so you want to cut one song? Make actually, up your mind. But I think that it would be even stronger cutting two songs. Ooh, I what can't. if we cut three songs? <laughs> I well, you know, ooh, four songs. Well, I think that if it were a ten-song record, it would definitely be like. A banger so 10 songs yes so cutting three tracks would be great but cutting uh two would be uh i could live with it which would you cut um i don't really see the point of having this ride on the record okay and i you've got two more to go oh no um hmm I was gonna say almost there, going nowhere, but that's a good song. They're good songs. That's I can't the problem. think of any other song that I would cut um, because everything fits. I think it's just after that kind of vibe, and it's not even that this ride's a bad song. It's just the, is it that you're like you're like an acoustic song, and you're like, all right, we're wrapping this up. That's and then they start another the song, and you're like, are you fucking kidding me with this yes. shit? We're gonna do this again. It feels like if you were to see them live, and then at the end of like a, <laughs> a, a an eleven song set. They come. Uh, Kenny comes out with an acoustic guitar. You would assume it's over after that. Yeah, but then I would be pumped if they played another song. See, you're talking to the wrong person with that. Mm, true. I am here for the encore to the encore to the encore. But that's it's such a. I think that's almost like the experience you're getting, but it's a weird experience with a record. I feel like so many bands end a record on a solo song. Is that, that a thing I've been supposed to be doing? Because I think I've been not doing it. Well, I think if you're if you're going to put one, <laughs> if you're gonna be famous, <laughs> if yeah, if you're gonna put one solo song out of all the other songs, then you gotta. That's the end of the record, to me. What about the beginning of the record? Um, I think that you can put it in the beginning, which is a bold move, or you can put it like in the middle. Okay, so you can put it in the beginning, or the middle, or the end. Yeah. But not... Not right before the end. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, take notes. Folks. Yeah, you have to do that. To this band that has sold 300,000 <laughs> copies, and to me that has probably sold closer to 300 copies. Um, please <laughs> take my advice. You've sold more than way more than 300 copies. But uh, yeah, so please take my advice. Um, okay. <laughs> do what I say. What did you listen to any album by the starting line after this? Okay, I think I listened to the album that they put out after this one, which is, I don't remember the name of it, and it doesn't really matter. I don't really think I liked it as much. And again, this was like a classic problem I had where like a lot of the bands like this that I was like very, very attached to in high school... By the time they put out another album, like, two years later, Mm -hmm. I had, like, seriously moved on to heavier music. Yeah. And so I just, like, did not pay attention, or I was like, absolutely not, or I was like, my super cute boyfriend is not going to think this is cool if I try and buy this CD right now. I don't know. I don't know what was going on in my head. But yeah, like, none of that really stuck with me. Yeah. And which, I mean, I don't think it's as uncommon now. But, okay, so Say It Like You Mean It came out in 2002, like we mentioned. And then in 2005, Based on a True Story came out, which I feel like for this time frame was like three years is, well, at least when we were of this age, three years would have been forever. Like now it's like if a band takes three or four years to put out a record, like we're old, it doesn't matter. Speak for yourself, clown. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so you're saying that you didn't, you, you don't remember either, you don't, I guess the way to put it is like, you don't remember like catching on to that second record. No. Cause yes, we were definitely would have been more into like metalcore at that point. Yeah. I think we brought this up a lot where we kind of forsook our past as either pop punk kids or like street punkish kids or whatever we were at that time. And just, I mean, I on. wouldn't say I like forsook forsaked for shook for sneaked my past as a pop punk kid but i definitely was like focusing in like different directions like the new music i was looking for like i said like i never stopped listening to this record like even when i was like very into hardcore i was not not listening to this type of music like i never stopped listening to the anniversary i never stopped listening to like dental or what any of that stuff like that's always been there just like rolling around my head but i wasn't necessarily like pursuing more things in that genre Hmm. and so then they put out an album called direction in 2007 so um i'm assuming that you didn't really listen to that one either nope um and then they didn't put out anything new until 2016 which was anyways they went on a hiatus my friend yeah so they yeah they broke up for like a year i don't think they ever broke up Uh, yeah they went on a hiatus in 2008 they reformed in 2009 and then have just like played whenever they they kind of did this thing which like i think is actually very healthy Mm -hmm. um and kind of speaks to like their relationship as a band but they didn't ever actually like break up they're just like hey we're just gonna focus on some other stuff right now and like we'll come back when we feel like it and then they truly have just like come back whenever they felt like it which i think is like very cool and cute yeah yeah i mean did you ever listen to like vacationer or person l no that's his other projects kenny kenneth robert Rasoli. 
Mm-hmm. As one uh, does. Yeah. Um, so, do you feel like this band was underrated? Um, I want to say yes, but I feel like it might have been just like underrated in like the people that I knew. That, that, yeah, that could be the case. Because right? I feel like this band was like pretty big. Yeah. I, because it's like when I'm listening to it, I'm like, I feel like it's as strong as like, I don't know. We recently did the Ataris. Like, right. I feel like it's as strong of an album as that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I mean, it sounds great. Like, that's the other thing is like about. I'm sorry. I'm kind of. I digress, but I feel like you can put on the best of me, and everybody fucking knows that song. Yeah, that is true. I guess like I, I was almost gonna say that they didn't have like a hit like that, but best of me was. Like that's a bigger hit than probably any Atari song. Well, I guess no. Boys of Summer. Well, but that's but not that's their like own song. I'm talking about like pre So Long Astoria. Yeah. Because they had a couple songs on So Long Astoria that that got there. But that's I I digress. <laughs> um, everybody knows Best of Me. Like everyone knows it. Yeah, I feel like even though I don't feel like I know this band when that song started, I knew it. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it was on a Guitar Hero or something. I just felt like it was, like, somehow it was piped in everywhere. Well, they also had a few songs in movies mm. in the early aughts. Do you remember which movie? Uh, I feel like there was some, like, Amanda Bynes movie that they had a song in. I could just be making this up. But I'm, like, pretty sure. I feel like they would have been... I don't know if it actually would have been starting line, but... Um, I wouldn't have been surprised if they were on like Buffy, but I feel like Buffy would have done like moodier kind of, uh, songs. And also a lot of those bands I feel like hadn't like completely broken yet. So it was almost like a testing ground to see if a band would pop. It feels like a lot with Buffy. Yeah. Uh, Yes. But I think there was like a thing in shows at the time where they like featured more artists in that way. And I was correct up and go was included in the trailer for she's the man oh wow she's the man which was an amanda Bynes movie yeah and um yeah so there's that so up and go they've got that amanda Bynes fame well so that's even like two songs from this that kind of had i mean i know a trailer but especially around that time frame I mean, I, I don't know. I don't really watch, like, commercials anymore, so I don't know what people... <laughs> they really watch, like, commercials. What do you think people's relationships with, like, movie trailers are now? Like, do they just watch them in commercials? Does anyone watch commercials anymore? No, I think we just watch movie trailers. Like, we wa- we just, like, go to the app and watch movie trailers. True. Yeah, and now they all seem like they're, like, some, like, weird Nirvana cover. Also, I feel like you end up seeing a lot of that stuff on YouTube, too. Yeah. Because you do get stuck with ads on YouTube, unfortunately. So, But it also, it feels like there was a time frame of, like, every band could get either a trailer or featured on a TV show, and that industry is, like, not happening anymore. No, it's not. I missed that boat. Like, I don't think they were, but it's like if, if someone was like, oh, yeah, Starting Line was on an episode of One Tree Hill, that wouldn't be that Oh, surprising. yeah. Well, that's what I was saying, like... I feel like shows during that era like broke a lot of bands, kind of. Yeah, and like teen comedy has had this yeah. kind of stuff a lot, but or is teen comedy like a thing anymore? 
No, but you know what? Um, I will say this as I was recently watching the new Gossip Girl series and like the artists that are in that. It's like there's like Phoebe Bridgers and uh. I feel like and I know she's like not a artist that needs to be broken at this point. Uh-huh. But I feel like there's like a lot of music designers for like Netflix shows and stuff like that that are still putting in a lot of um more i'll call them underground artists i guess but i don't know like diet sig or like oh that's true that's true you know chastity yeah. belt or whomever that makes sense yeah like that or like charlie bliss or like like even yeah. uh, on that uh hbo show like manic and pussy was featured right on there um so one of the interesting things that i think is that kind of like changed my relationship with starting line is that y'all the, are in a relationship well, well, there was a there was a podcast uh, interview with the singer, and I, I'm struggling to remember what podcast it was, but it was just a podcast where they talked to punk. Was singers. it this podcast? No, it wasn't. <laughs> but maybe, maybe Kenny. Um, Kenny, yeah, Kenny, please. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I think that I, this kind of like the way he talked about. <laughs> this era and the way he kind of talked about his music and the relationship like you were saying with the uh, you know kind of like we'll come back to it kind of thing just like felt really like level-headed and just sounded like a normal person which they seem like good boys yeah like and that's also like it's like well maybe that's why they weren't like either bigger in people's consciousness because you know like I don't they wrote know. a whole song about how lucky they feel that they get to do this little band like come on yeah. Come on. Well, I remember like, um, so like Thin Lips, I, I know that, so I know that Starting Line does like a, almost like a yearly, it was like a yearly Christmas show. Yeah. Now that you're yeah. saying this, I remember this happening. Yeah. And Thin Lips played, and I, I believe it was kind of like almost every year, which obviously didn't happen like last year. Um, and I don't think it's happening this year. I could be wrong, but I feel like I remember it being a series of years and like some of our, a lot of our Philly friends would like open the show yeah. and i thought that that was really cool because i mean it's they're kind of clued in enough to their local community to do that you know yeah or at least they have like the insight to try to be or like get someone else to tell them who's whatever but yeah they're such yeah. nice boys yeah i mean they're good kids hmm. um so do you have anything you want to say else about this um okay well it's not about this but we haven't talked about their j-lo cover at all oh i didn't know that this was a thing <laughs> you didn't you've never heard it no oh josh yeah they covered i'm real hmm. by j-lo it's so good well that's there, all <laughs> there was a lot of people doing that around that time frame and i kind of wonder what it i was, guess everything could go on a it comp. was on the punk goes pop comp that's yeah i which i unfortunately Love that shit. Because now, like, okay, let's say, like, for some reason, like, if we're listening to, like, Stretch Armstrong, and then their <laughs> Baby Got Back cover comes on, yeah, I'm like, why is this a thing? <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense in context. Now, like, if you were listening to Starting Line and that J-Lo cover came on, I mean, I haven't heard it, or I can't remember hearing it, I would think that it would be, you'd be like, what is this? No, I think you would be like, why does this sound familiar? Do they do, like, a good job in terms do, of making it sound like one of their songs? A great job. Because Stretch Arms... Really, you, Stretch, Stretch Arms, Arms... You can't do Baby you Got can't. Back. Yeah. You can't... Like, they, 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 like... I mean, yeah. They crushed it. That's true. 
But it's also like if you were listening to one of our bands and you heard like a Christmas song come on, you know, or like, I mean, I don't know, I guess like a Bouncing Souls cover makes sense for my band, but that's, you know, we do that stuff too for comps and it's just there. Yeah. Well, for me, I didn't expect, um, I didn't expect the Gorilla Biscuits cover to get on streaming. (laughs) So um, when it did, I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, but yeah, so, I mean, sometimes you're like, you probably are like, oh, this is going on the CD, whatever. doesn't matter. And then like it gets on streaming and you're like, um. <laughs> but I don't know if you say it's a good, you know, check it out. I, I like this record. Wow. Yeah. I think it's good. The, el- it's the elders little, have spoken. The elders have spoken. <laughs> Thank you, Kenny. Thank you, Kenny. Kenny, please. <laughs> Thank you.